Everyone in. Let's go. Huddle up on three. One, two, three. Huddle up. I don't want them to gain another yard. You blitz all night. And if they cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to take every last one of you out. You make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. will keep the offense out there in a fourth and goal from the one. You want Philly food? Yeah, let's do it. Let's, let's do, do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. I would feel better at this point taking the three points. Here we go, here we go, here we go. And if you make it, it's great. But if you don't make it, it's a big momentum swing. Philly special. Philly special. Ready? Here we go, here we go. Goes directly to Clement. Clement reverses it. And it's a touchdown by Nick Russian three, dropping eight. Uyangalale steps up, loads and throws. It's caught, it's pitched backwards, up in the air. It's on the ground, still in Clemson's hands. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. And now, welcome everyone to the Huddle Up Podcast. We did it our way, baby! We did it! We did it! We did it! Hello everyone, welcome to Huddle Up Podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. It is Tuesday night, November the 16th, 2021. We are glad to be with you. Make sure you are following us on our Twitter page and our Facebook page at Huddle Up Podcast. Subscribe on YouTube and all podcast platforms. Make sure you check out our home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. And our secondary home is the Leib Sports and Music Network, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. No Kyle this week, so we don't have to hear him honk on about the Notre Dame Clemson clip in the opener. Well, well I'll miss that. <laughs> I, I will miss that this week. I, I, can, I, can, I can fill up there real quick. <laughs> uh, don't worry. You'll be, you'll be a tool enough throughout the show. We'll deal with uh, that. True. As uh, as we get there, you'll, um, you'll 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 deal with me, like you said. On I will deal. I will deal with you <laughs> later when it comes to those power rankings. But I just want to remind everybody: we will not actually uh, be having a show next week. We're going to be taking the week off for the uh, Thanksgiving week. Uh, we'll be back here live again in two weeks. Uh, so do plan accordingly uh, on that one. Um, but uh, Matt, how you doing this week, bud? I'm doing well. Good football weekend for me. Uh, Notre Dame win, Eagles win, uh, and it's officially the holidays because I have a cranberry ginger ale. There you go. How about that? Uh, I had my first uh, Wawa gobbler of the season, so it is nice. it is certainly the the holiday season. EJ, how are we doing this week, buddy? Uh, good sports weekend for me as well. The the Giants didn't actually play, so that I mean that's a win in itself. <laughs> the, the Seminoles actually beat Miami, and I, like I said, I'm okay with that as long as if, you, if we win two games a year, if one and two wins against Miami, I'm happy, and uh, everything's fine. Although that, how'd your Patriots do though? Did they win? Oh yeah, but the Pats also back in the hunt. There we that's go. Right. There we go. Go. Who needs Tom Brady? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> and we will uh, we will certainly talk about the Patriots uh, a little bit later as we look at. Um, Potentially, um, some of the best teams in, in each of the conferences, and then we'll, we'll address 
EJ's power rankings, but let's yeah, start. EJ's Cowboys won too. So. They, they did. Yeah. How, how many teams do I have now? Cowboys, <laughs> Patriots, Giants, Dolphins. I mean, I'll say you claim to kind of be a, a Dolphins fan. Well, you also have to kind of be a Bucks fan because you're a Tom Brady guy. So that's, I mean, you're you just know. you're just a support slut when it comes to the <laughs> national football. I mean, we gonna do. <laughs> Um, but that's, let's, uh, go to the college football playoff. Uh, the, the rankings revealed again, um, tonight I'll bring up the full top 25 here for, uh, this week. Uh, not a whole lot of change up top, Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio state, Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan state round out your top seven. Um, Notre Dame moves up to eight. Oklahoma state moves up to nine. Wake forest to 10, uh, of course, with the loss uh, to Oklahoma, uh, to uh, Oklahoma to Baylor, uh, who is now up to eleven. Oklahoma drops to uh, thirteen. You can see the rest there um, if you are following along on the live video. Um, so yeah, not a whole lot of change at the top. I, you know, there's there's you know, there's not a whole lot to, to write home about. There's not a whole big difference. Um, my top six. Um, I, I think I had Oklahoma in my top six last week. Of course, they are long gone now. Uh, my top six is Georgia, Alabama, Cincinnati, Oregon, Ohio State. And I actually have Michigan State this week um, up above with, with, with a uh, higher victory, uh, high, higher margin of victory. Um, but again, these things are going to shake out. Um, guys, your thoughts on the on the college football playoff this week? Matt, we'll start with you. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty close to what I have. I, I still have Cincinnati a little higher than they do just for the undefeated record and a, a top 10 victory. Um, but I understand that they're doing everything that they can to make sure we get Georgia and Alabama in the playoffs, regardless of what happens in that SEC game. Um, Wake Forest at 10, I think, is extremely high, given their loss to UNC um, and their – High scoring affair with Army, but <laughs> be that as it may, um, I also would flip Michigan, Michigan State, just a because of the head-to-head matchup. Regardless of the the Big Ten officiating having their thumb imprint on that game firmly, um, yeah, firmly. They, I mean, they admitted it, which, which, like, I, I've never, I, I get it's for the sake of transparency. But, like, I've never quite understood the point of coming out after the fact and being like, yeah, we screwed it. Like, what's the, what's the point? Like, you're, you can't you can't put the points back on the board. You can't go you back. You make, it, you make it worse. Right. right. Like, you can't go back and change the outcome. Like, like what's. Like salt in the wound. You know. And, Jim, and, I, know, I know you don't really follow NBA as much as, as EJ and I do, but it's the same with the final two-minute report that they put out yeah. of every NBA game where they just show all the incorrect calls the referees had. Right. It's like. Thanks. Yes, because we knew that when we were watching the game. But I'm glad you guys, who were also watching the game, didn't see it till later. It's nice. Nice to be validated. I guess. I tell you, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like everybody watching the game, knew, you know, knew knew that it happened. Right. Um, EJ, your thoughts on the on the the college football playoff rankings My, this week? Uh, just like Matt, mine's uh, you know similar probably to his. Uh, I had study higher than that. I had study, I think three of mine last week. The list is put the same as last week. Um, you know, Oklahoma's gone. Thank God. I mean, this yeah. is get that out of the way now. Um, but I still don't think that Cincinnati's going to get love. 
you know, when it's all said and done. I think they're going to find a way to escape them, even if they get chaos. They, I mean, they need a, a lot of things to happen just to even get back, get in the mix. Of the I mean, they, they have a pretty good shot, I would say, because Ohio State plays Michigan and Michigan State still. So those two teams probably – two of those three teams won't be in the hunt right. when right. all is said right. and done. So it, it really just is – I think it's going to be a do we put a two-loss Alabama team above Cincinnati in the playoffs? And I think they probably do. They shouldn't, but yeah. I, I think that's where they're trending at I mean, this point. If, if Given you... the, the rankings they have of the other SEC teams, like Mississippi State with four losses at 25 is just – I mean, Texas, Texas A&M with three is sitting at 16. Hell, I mean, Wisconsin sitting at 15, which is. Well, that's fine. But, <laughs> I mean, it helps us, which quite frankly, as an Notre Dame fan, I'm sitting here going, I don't, I don't like the way things are shaking up. Like I saw um, ESPN always puts out a, a, a tweet like with the with the playoff probability counter yeah. and like of like which team and not like they don't even have Georgia like on the on the calculator because I'm pretty sure they're at like a 100 percent. You get the point, right? Yeah. Um, but Notre Dame, out of like it was, you know, obviously Bama, Cincy, Oregon, Oregon, uh, Ohio State, uh, Michigan State, Michigan, Notre Dame. Like they, had Notre Dame is the second highest probability, and I'm sitting there going, first off, what? Second off, knock it off, because like I don't want any part of that. Because do really, not want to see Notre Dame at four against I, Georgia. Fuck no, no, are you kidding me? <laughs> I do not want Notre Dame anywhere near a game with Georgia. I've seen that game before. I've seen it twice before. Let me ask you this, though, quick, though, as, as you two being nerding for Sean. Apparently me now. You look at this helmet on my head right yeah, now. It's right there on your head. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what are the odds, though, Notre Dame actually cracking this? What, 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 do, what do they need to happen? I for? mean, they're. I think they're high. Like we said, Ohio State plays Michigan, plays Michigan State. I, I would assume Ohio State, if they run the table, or even if Michigan or Michigan State would beat Ohio State, two of those teams are going to drop below Notre Dame by the end of the season. Cincinnati, they're not getting any love. If they lose to a lesser opponent in these last two weeks, they're probably tumbling further down than Oklahoma did with their loss. Right. So then that that leaves kind of the same thing with the, the Cincinnati argument. Do you put a two-loss Alabama team in ahead of a one-loss Notre Dame? They might, but I think Notre Dame at least has the name that the committee would – find a way to justify it more than they would with the Cincinnati. Right. I think I think the path to the playoff for Notre Dame, I don't think I don't think they can afford Cincinnati to lose. Now things get really crazy. Like if uh like if Michigan if like if like Michigan State beats Ohio State and then Michigan beats Ohio State, but then Michigan State loses in the Big Ten title game. And if Oregon loses um and and you know Alabama gets blown out by Georgia in the SEC title game. And, and if Notre Dame keeps winning, then I, then I think they'll find their way in. But like, if only a couple of those things kind of happen, I, I I think if Cincinnati loses because that's you know that's Notre Dame's loss, a Cincinnati um, team that's not getting the love from the committee, I, I think that I think that would hurt Notre Dame's uh, chances if Cincinnati uh, doesn't uh, finish their season undefeated. Um, but it, I mean, it's, it's, again, it's certainly, it's certainly possible. They're, they're, they're sitting there at eight because like Matt said, any combination of Michigan, two of the three, Michigan, Ohio state, Michigan state, at least two of them are going to be out. 
And then if one of them, whoever ends up in the Big Ten title game, if they lose to Wisconsin in the Big Ten title game, then, then all three of them could be out. And, uh, and that bolsters Notre Dame's chance because then Notre Dame has a win over the Big Ten champ, Wisconsin. <laughs> right. But, <laughs> so, like, so, like, in that scenario, Notre Dame is probably in. Um, I, I think this this weekend, and, and we'll talk about the games, uh, some of the games in a little bit, but, like, I think this weekend is, is going to be the big – the big one because you have Utah, um, or Oregon traveling to Utah, who's in the top twenty-five. Uh, obviously, Michigan State and Ohio State. So um, th- things are going to, I think, shake up a little bit th- this this coming weekend. Um, but you know, and and if, if you watch the the ESPN coverage, Alabama the, even has Arkansas this weekend, which isn't an easy out for them. No, no certainly not what for we've them. Seen Arkansas play lately. You know, at least for them, it's it's in Alabama as opposed to going on the road like they did against A uh, and uh, M earlier in the year. But like, you know, if you're if you're sitting there and you're watching the the ESPN coverage of this, and and you have like David Pollock throwing a, a a hissy fit because Michigan's above Michigan State, and and Joey Galloway sitting there trying to make a, a case for a two loss Alabama team still getting in the top four. Um, but I'm like, surprised he wasn't making an argument for a two-loss Ohio well, State. Well, yeah, I mean, I think he's, like, trying to, like, just sit there and, you know, figure Ohio State's getting in. But, like, the the whole thing with, like, the, the – and, and I get it. It's a week-to-week TV program. It's entertainment purposes only. Um, but, like, the, the Michigan State – Michigan State, Michigan should basically be like six and six A. It, it's it, the the yeah. argument, especially this week, is irrelevant because if Michigan State loses to Ohio State, it's their second loss in three weeks. They're done. If they yeah. go in, if they go in and they beat uh, Ohio State this weekend, their Ohio State's going to be out of the top four, and Michigan State will be in because they beat them. So, like all, right. all you have, like Michigan State, literally controls their own fate. All they have to do is win. If they win, they kick because they have the head-to-head against Michigan. So even if Michigan wins out, beats Ohio State, as long as Michigan State keeps winning, they go to the Big Ten title game, they win the Big Ten, they're in the playoff. There's li- there's no argument against Michigan State if they keep winning. Um, but, yeah, you know, it, it, it just it just did kind of crack me up. Um, you know, just th- that, that – that ESPN, that ESPN show every single week is is just like, first off, they spend like eight minutes, I feel like, talking about numbers 25 through 21. And I'm like, what What do you do? Like, I get What's you're like, point? like, I get you're trying to like. These teams don't even have a chance at a New Year's Six Bowl. No. Much less. <laughs> you know, and like, I get you. Like, if you don't do that, then it, then the argument is like, why even have them? In a top twenty-five, like you're not giving them any respect at all. You know, I get like it's 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 all for show, but it's like why why are we spending so much time talking about UTSA at number twenty-two? Like yeah, it just I it, mean, no disrespect to the Roadrunners, but I don't think an undefeated like, record like it's good, you. great. You've had a great year, like but we we shouldn't spend seven minutes talking about Agreed. you. And uh, you know, you're talking season. about Joey Gallo being a homer. I'm surprised they're making, he's not making a case for being a top two team. Ohio State being top two cool. team. Yeah, I mean, if they beat Michigan no State this week, he probably will. Like next of course year. he will. He's Joey Galloway. Exactly. Yeah, he's he's one of the reasons I stopped watching college football final because it yeah. just I I can't I can't Too deal much, with dude. him. I just he's like can't. he's like Teddy Bruschi 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 with uh with the NFL Live. All well, same thing to the Patriots. Like yeah, I agree. 
I mean, I it's the same with, with Lou Holtz. <laughs> no, yeah, no kid. I mean, Holt, I tolerated Holtz that. and uh, Mark May going back and forth about Notre Dame. So he, he, you know, he's no more. He can use a little excuse on him. Um, <laughs> yeah, just he's senile. He's uh, yeah, exactly. Galloway's a little younger. Um, yeah. Either of you have any more thoughts on the on the playoff before we move on here? Nah, let's see you next week. That's All right. Uh, before we get to to the games, and, and I'm going to do the 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 pick them thing kind of a little bit differently this week, but but I saw an interesting tweet um, from uh, Colin Cowherd, who normally I don't really agree with, but uh, this one kind of caught my eye. He he tweeted uh, on the 14th on on Mon- or on uh, Sunday. He said, "College football fans, when everyone fired, can we chill? Sark inherited a mess outside of Ohio State." Uh, the horns are scoring. It's year one. If Jim Harbaugh wins one more game, it'll be his fourth 10 win season. He can coach. Dan Mullen is 103 and 60 in the SEC. Uh, he's not allowed to have a rough patch. Um, and I think it's an interesting point because, um, and you know, this is something I've talked about for a while, whether it was about Jim Harbaugh, it was about Brian Kelly. Um, so many, so many people, college football fans, and I get it. You know, you're sitting there watching Alabama and in, uh, in most case, in most years, uh, Clemson year after year, you see seen Ohio or LSU at the top, uh, Ohio State at the top. And, and it's kind of this just kind of rotating cycle of, of, of maybe a handful of teams over the past decade or so. And then before that, you had USC was at the top for a while. Texas was at the top for a while. So everybody wants to get there. Oklahoma as well. Like everybody wants to, to get to that spot. And I get it. Like Notre Dame hasn't won a national title since I was three years old. So like I, I don't. I don't fault college football fans for wanting their team to be successful. But, like, what I think I, I think people, like, fail to realize that these college programs is you have to take into account where, where a school is, where a program is when a coach takes over, um, the scope of the, the conference or the division or the schedule that they play. And also, what, what I think it's really over-missed, overlooked, is, is – like kids, I don't think kids want to go necessarily to a school that's constantly rotating coaches out. Like if you're going to be recruited to go to to go to a school and play for a coach and play in a system, you're going to want to feel like that guy's going to be there for four years. Because if he's not, then what happens to you? Do they bring in a, a freshman? You know that that they've recruited and bump you out of your spot when you're a sophomore or a junior. And then all of a sudden you're sitting there going, okay, transfer portal, or do I try and beat somebody out? Like you're playing three to four seasons for a potential career. So th- th- there has to be stability. And the reason that a lot of these programs um, are at the top and stay at the top, and I'm starting to put Notre Dame in that category, is because stability at the head coaching. Um, you know, so so it's like, you know, I just I think it's I think it's a great point. Like, why are college football fans and EJ? will start with you. Like, what do you think about this? The, like the quick trigger with college football fans? Well, it's not just a college problem. To be honest with you, it's a problem across the board. Any sport, like especially NFL. I mean, one year, two years, it's cut the cord. I mean, like Jim Harbaugh thing. I think it comes down to more more anything else. Expectations. The Jim Harbaugh thing is interesting because in Jim Harbaugh, you know, he wins one more game. That's Four, ten win seasons in I think six years now he's been there six seven years, mm-hmm. um which, which is which is great. But again, we look at the expectations. Jim Harbaugh was great in Stanford. He was great in San Francisco. So we expect him to come here and turn things around and be a national championship team, a, a contender. And they've been kind of in the mix, and then they can beat Ohio State in late November. 
So it's it's, it's really a, a problem across the board. You know, fans in general sports want answers right now. They don't look at logic. You know, they look at the big picture. Um, they want change, and then two days later, they they forget about it. They they don't look at the big picture, and you know that's not a problem with college football. That's that's a problem across the board in any sport manageable. And I I think in the case of because Jim Harbaugh is pretty much the, the the biggest name, of course, of this topic. You know, considering who he is, you know, look, he has he underwhelmed some degree. Yeah, because he's not beating the teams he needs to beat, beat to crack the code to get into the the playoff picture. But to say that he's not successful in Michigan is kind of ludicrous. I mean, again, he's a, a, a win away from ten win, you know, four ten win seasons, and that, that's. I mean, if I'm a Michigan fan, I'm at least happy I'm in the mix. Yeah, I mean, another name that that I mean, he is going to be out at LSU at the end of the season is at Orgeron. That's, um, that's a bigger problem, though. you know. That's, yeah, that's I mean, that, that's. I think there's a lot of personal stuff that goes that goes into that decision. But I mean, you look at him. I mean, he his record at uh, Ole Miss wasn't great, but he went six and two when he took over USC. They decided not to hire him full time. You know, he yeah. goes to um, you know, he goes to LSU. Uh, has had had winning seasons. Every year there up until this year, uh, last year again an anomaly season, but he was still five and five uh, after winning the national title. Um, you know he's he was he's forty nine and twenty at LSU. Now, again, there's there seems to be some personal stuff there. I actually saw a picture from like when he got uh, when he was coaching at USC to now, and uh, I mean USC was twenty thirteen. It's less than a decade ago. That guy looks like he's aged about twenty years. Uh, Coach O's living, living, partying. he's partying. living hard. He's living hard. And I think that, that played into it as well. But like, again, you, you, you see it, you see how quick. And, and I mean, we live here in PA and, um, you know, one thing I hope is that Penn state does not listen to the noise around that program. And they keep James Franklin because nothing would bring me more joy than watching that man get out coached time and time and time again. But like, it's just a couple of years ago that, that they won a Big Ten title, and now the, the buzz around Happy Valley after after the loss, uh, a couple of losses this year, is you know are they gonna are they gonna fire James Franklin? I used to tell Penn State friends uh, of mine that uh, when when whenever Paterno, this is back when Joe Paterno was still there, I'm like, whenever he retires or dies, because you figured one of those two things was going to happen. Um, un- you didn't foresee what, what was coming down the pike there, but I was like, when you go to replace him, man, replacing a, a legend head coach like that is hard. I know what it was like for Notre Dame trying to replace Lou Holtz who had only been there for a decade. You're talking about a coach who's basically your entire program and, um, the, the Penn state fans are finding out it's, it's not the easiest thing to do. Uh, Matt, your thoughts on, on college football coaching and, and, and people just wanting to to make that switch way too quick, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is too quick. I mean, Jim Harbaugh is great. Keep him forever, please. Um, <laughs> same with with Franklin. But I, I think that it's, you know, it's like EJ said, fans are just fickle. I mean, I saw plenty of Eagles fans calling for Sirianni to be fired after week three of, of this, his first season in the NFL. So um, I, I think fans just kind of get to the point where they see the other teams having the success and they just want that instantly. And they don't understand, especially in the college where you can recruit and build your dynasties, but you have to give it some time. And, and you know, some schools with their traditions and of their program, they don't have the patience that they necessarily need 
to see that come to fruition um, like we're going to see in LSU. I mean, who takes over for Orgeron? I don't know, but do we see them have that level of success? Probably not. I mean, just because the program itself would need some retooling for sure. But I mean, same time, he's been there, what, six years? He's got a national championship. Some coaches don't do that in 10, 15 years. So it's, it's tough to, to really, explain to to certain fan bases that patience is key especially the fickle ones like notre dame i mean how many times have we seen coach brian kelly be called to be fired oh yeah i mean you, you look at winning oh, seasons I you mean, know he's he, the winning he, coach at notre dame now but ever literally ever <laughs> still want him out um you know like his first two years in notre dame they went eight and five coming off of uh just you know an, an abysmal stretch with, with charlie weiss and, you know, fans were calling for his head. Then they go to the national championship game in 2012. Obviously, you lose there. Uh, then you have seasons 9-4, and 8-5, and 10-3. and three. Then you have that 4-8 and eight season. Everybody's ready. To... All right, 4-8, and eight, he's done. He's, he's, he's peaked. It's over. Um, since then, Notre Dame has had seasons of 10-3, and 12-1, and 11-2, and 10-2, and, and they're currently 9-1. and one. Um, So, Brian Kelly, if you're, if you're doing the math at home, has had literally one losing season since taking over the fighting Irish over a decade ago. Um, I compare it to like venting. Like fans do this to vent. Okay. Oh, something's wrong. We, we have to do something. Things not right. right. Something. I don't care what it is. I don't, I don't care if it's logical. Just do something. Make, make me feel good inside. And firing a coach is what it, you do. And yeah, then you realize, or, or venting like, the quarterback. Yeah. Okay. So you fired a coach. First off, are you sure there's someone better to right. replace them? Because you've seen teams over and over do this. You know, they, even Browns, for example, they get a coach. She's not good enough. And I'm not saying that they made the right or wrong moves on those coaches, but stability matters. You know, you see these teams that have been successful a long time, the Steelers, the Patriots, and, you know, schools, you know, Alabama. Stability matters. Yeah, those, those teams that. don't run through coaches. Yeah. Even when Tomlin's had his bad seasons, the Steelers have stuck behind him, and yeah. he's turned it around. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. And it's it's – like I said, I think it's especially critical, you know, when you're you're sitting and and you're trying to sell a program, uh, you know, to to a kid, and and, and they're looking and they're going like, you know, are you going to be there for all four years? And and if you if you can get if you can look at your program and say, you know, I've been I've been here for nine years, um, and and the program's growing with me, I think that means a lot more to a kid and to a family who's trying to make a decision than if you're like, well, I've been here for two and. The previous guy was here for three, and the guy before me was there for a year and a half, and like that's not. Yeah, uh, recruits it, know that stuff too. Exactly, like, they do their homework. They're not just going to be right. like, "Oh yeah, I like, I like the the uniforms we get at Oregon, so I'm going to go there." Or right. I've always been. Right. I mean, some of them have just been fans and sure. want to go to that program. What you know, same same thing. Like, between you know, you recruit thinking of like this this area of the country. Like if you're being recruited. You know, to Penn State, you're probably also being recruited to Ohio State, Michigan State, Michigan, maybe Notre Dame, and some others. So if Penn State has an unstable program from a coaching standpoint, and they're going to look at Ohio State, who had who has Ryan Day, but then he coached under Urban Meyer, who has, you know has kind of developed this this system, and then uh, you know at Michigan, you know Harbaugh's been there for seven years, Brian Kelly's been at Notre Dame for ten. Why am I going to take my chances? Uh, at Penn State, if if these other programs are at least stable, uh, and I feel like I'm gonna have a good chance to come in and play, um, you know, for for three or four years, it just 
You know, it means it means like, like these these kids know that if they want to get you know if they want to get to the NFL, if they want to play professional football, you know they're going to have to play in college, and and they have to be able to trust the place they're going to. It's the same with in the pros when it comes to free agency. Players look at that too. You know, stability. They look at they assess that as well too. You know, you don't you don't make change when it's making change. You make change when it's necessary. Yeah, I mean, like Cowboys fans were ready to have Mike McCarthy fired last year. In his first year, in a COVID year, when Dak Prescott's <laughs> foot almost got snapped off, like it was, it was just, it was wild. It was always wild to see. Um, any Cowboy other thoughts? Don't go hand in hand. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's that? Cowboy fans and logic don't go hand in hand. Well, sorry. you're you're not wrong. I won't dispute you. Especially after one. sitting through what eight years of Jason Garrett, <laughs> you don't it's even want to give this. Jason Garrett, Dave Campo. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it it has been a rough go, but you know. It, the uh at least give the guy more than one pandemic season um but uh let's look at the top 10 and and i'm not i'm not doing the normal like pick them because you know we're at a point of a year where um you know we're kind of closing in on the end of the season which is just wild to say but we're closing in near the end of the season and really the only thing that's going to shake up anything in in college football is is going to be if there are any upsets. What's up, Devin? How you doing, buddy? Um, so instead of doing you know Alabama versus Arkansas, I'm, I I want to look at the top ten teams, and we'll start at number ten and work up. Actually, I should start at number one and work down. Uh, is is are any of these teams on upset alert? Now there is one matchup where inevitably somebody's going to have to lose, but. Uh, number, number one, Georgia versus Charleston Southern (laughs) Saturday, Saturday at noon, zero point zero. There's not, there's not even odds on this game. Like Vegas didn't even like allow odds to be put on this game because why would like, why would you? I think Georgia's defense is so mad too that they gave up 17 points to Tennessee that they are just going to make a statement. I feel real bad for uh, Charleston Southern. So, so I think this one is a is a pretty easy. No, no, no. You want like a percentage, like chance, I'll. 100% 100% being upset alert being the biggest alert or 0% being zero, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. 100% being upset alert, 0% being uh, no chance. Okay. I'll go negative. I'll actually go negative for this one. <laughs> negative, uh, negative. All right. Uh, number two, Alabama versus number 21, Arkansas. This one's Saturday at 3.30. Alabama is a 20.5 point uh, favorite in this one. Um, Feels low, actually. I. Uh, I'll give the I'll give this one I don't know fifteen percent maybe I mean it's possible I wouldn't rule it out but like I said being in Alabama uh, I I don't I don't feel too confident that they're gonna that they're gonna blow this Matt I'll give it a ten percent chance I think if these teams played ten times Arkansas might sneak away with a win once so. <laughs> very good EJ Sam I'm with Matt ten percent also and that 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 feels too high to be honest yeah it's yeah. it's it's tough. Uh, then we go to number three, Oregon. They are at number twenty-three, Utah. Saturday night, seven thirty Eastern time. Utah actually a three-point favorite uh, in this one. So 
Uh, no love for the ducks. EJ, is this is this a little frisky? Is that is this that word? <laughs> so, I mean, at this point, that's not an upset alert, right? Right? Yeah, I guess not. Maybe is Utah an upset alert? It's not an upset. I mean, if we've gone based on a word, that's hundred percent because they might lose this game actually outright. And yeah, I mean, if I, if I'm putting straight percentage, I, I would put it somewhere in 60-65, You know, the, in in Utah at night. Um, you know, it's a, it's an Oregon team that. Uh, you know, they, they had a great win in September. They also had a bad loss in October. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely putting this one as Utah a realistic dangerous. possibility. They're dangerous. Utah's dangerous. So hundred percent. Yeah. Utah has, has the capability and, and it's not like Oregon's really blowing out many teams, um, you know, in, in their stretch here. I mean, aside from like the Colorado's, um, the Arizona's, you know, the, the juggernauts of the pac 12 there. <laughs> Um, I, I think that Utah is going to give them probably their biggest test that they've seen since, I guess, Cal, UCLA. So, since yeah. Stanford. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm I'm fine with like a, a 60 to 70% range in terms it of a... It wouldn't shock me they lost this game. I mean, we've seen – you said his year's gone. I mean, it would fit the narrative. Absolutely. Uh, you know, speaking of games, you know, that th- this one – I mean, based on the on the spread, you could rule it as a uh, as an upset, I suppose. But number four, Ohio State uh, versus uh, hosting number seven, Michigan State. This one Saturday at noon. Ohio State nineteen point favorite in this one. So, um, you know, if we if we were predicting this one from a spread p- standpoint, I would probably you know I would probably take Michigan State to cover. Um, you know, I I don't I don't I don't think Ohio State is twenty points better than any of the top two other teams in their conference right now. And and maybe they'll prove us wrong over the next few weeks. But, um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go for, for Ohio, for Ohio state, you know, I'm going to put this thing probably about the same mark as that Utah, Oregon, somewhere in the 60, 65 range. It's certainly possible. It's definitely in the realm of possibility, uh, for Michigan state to come in here and, uh, and win. And, And maybe they feel disrespected a little bit. Uh, by being below Michigan over the last couple of weeks um, a- after beating them. So, uh, you know, it's 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 definitely possible. Matt? Yeah, I like those odds. The uh, I would go probably 50 to 60% range. Again, Ohio State's not really blowing out some of the teams they've played recently. You know, they, we saw them stumble against Penn State and against Nebraska. And, you know, I guess they beat juggernaut Purdue handily, but – I think that if you're you're looking at Big Ten matchups, I think Michigan State's probably going to be the toughest team they've seen all year since Oregon, who's not that tough of a team. So, um, yeah, I'd say a 50-50 chance, coin flip either way. I wouldn't be surprised if Ohio State wins or loses. EJ. This is in Columbus, right? This is in Columbus. <sighs> I much I want, I pain to say this because I want Michigan State to win this game. I'm going to go 30%. I think Ohio State will win this game. I think they'll win pretty handily. Um, and, you know, if it was in you know, Michigan State, I feel a little differently about that. But it's in Columbus. It's just a little advantage there. So 30%. That's fair. Uh, number five, Cincinnati hosting SMU uh, Saturday <laughs> at 3.30. Cincinnati 11.5 point uh, favorite in this one. You know, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 25. I don't think it's out of the possibility for Cincinnati to blow it since since the win against Notre Dame. They've covered the spread one time, um, so they're they're not 
they're not doing the things that I think they need to do um, to convince the committee. And, and if they're not, you know, because the thing I said coming out of the Notre Dame game is, is the world's in front of them. You know, once they beat Notre Dame, um, you know, all they had to do was, was keep winning and keep winning convincingly um, and, and, and knock it over confident. And I, I think to a degree they probably have it a couple spots and almost caught them. Um, so this one certainly in the realm of possibility, but more than likely Cincinnati comes out on top. EJ. Yeah, I'll put about 20%. Um, yeah, I haven't covered much games since that Notre Dame win, but I think they'll win the game. And I think it might be another game to where it might be somewhat competitive, but they'll pull away late and all that. Um, they need to continue to stay on the gas to uh, to convince the committee, like you said. So they'll win this game, but I think there's definitely a small possibility of uh, maybe them laying off the gas a little bit and maybe they either win the close one or lose all together. So 20%. All right, Matt. Yeah, I'll go 25%. I think a few weeks ago, a lot of people were looking at this game as possibly Cincinnati's other signature win that they would have. And then mm-hmm. SMU went ahead and lost to Houston and Memphis. <laughs> Not really <laughs> a chance of that. Um, but uh, beyond that, I mean, SMU still has the capability, I think, especially with the way Cincinnati has played. Look to rebound a little bit last week um, after stumbling against Tulsa. But I, I think that I think that there's still a chance that SMU could could best them, you know, given whatever. Uh, and then we go to number six, Michigan at Maryland, three thirty on Saturday. Michigan, fifteen and a half point uh, home favorite. Um, again, I, I'm going to put this one pretty low. Not going to rule it out, but I'm going to go in probably that ten to fifteen percent range. Uh, I think they're going to be focused. They know what they have to do, um, and they're going to get ready for the following weekend. Uh, Matt. Hundred percent. No. Well, let James Wise hear hear this. Here's the the only thing that could trip them up is if they are just looking at Ohio State and not focusing on Maryland. That being said, I don't think Maryland has the capability to kind of pull that spoiler. Maybe in years past, certainly not this year. Uh, they're they're just not good enough offensively or defensively to to steal a game. They might keep it close. In the first half of, with Michigan kind of being complacent, looking ahead to the next week. But then by halftime, I think Harbaugh would turn things around and they'll, they'll come out and win, cover the spread. All right, EJ. No, 5%. I think Michigan's focused. I think I think they got a wake-up call in the Michigan State game. Um, so I think they'll uh, take their business here. 5% chance. Just because just it's on the road and maybe look ahead. But I, I don't think that will happen. So 5%. Um. Number seven, uh, Michigan State, obviously, we already covered, so we'll go to number eight, Notre Dame hosting Georgia Tech this Saturday, 2.30. Notre Dame, a 17-point uh, home favorite. Um, I, I, I'm going to keep it low, again, in that 10 to 15 range. Um, you know, this Notre Dame team is finally starting to click. Offensive line playing better. Jack Cohn, um, they, they've, they've figured out how to use him and how to use the running game. So, um, again, possible, but but I don't, I don't think you're going to – you're going to lose uh, your final home game of the year uh, and not against this uh, Georgia Tech team. EJ? 120%. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, 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 no. Way out of line. Way out of line. I'm just trying to <laughs> roll you guys off. Uh, no, 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 no. They'll be, they'll be fine. Notre Dame be fine. They've been, they've been playing much better as the years gone on. I would say, honestly, maybe 10% chance. That's about it. And that's, that's actually pretty high. Matt? Yeah, I would stick with 10. I mean, we've seen Notre Dame play down the competition in years past, um, but I don't think that Georgia Tech has the offensive firepower to win in a shootout. And we've seen Notre Dame have that capability in recent weeks. So if it does turn into 
kind of a, a back and forth offensively. I think Notre Dame can, can handle business that way too. All right. Number nine, Oklahoma state at Texas tech Saturday, eight o'clock Oklahoma state is a 10 and a half point road favorite. Um, this, this one, you know, I know everybody on that, that, uh, ESPN special tonight was trying to, trying to boost up Oklahoma state. But to me, this, this just, this smells like a big 12 upset, like that, that typical mid November team, you know, favorite goes on the road at night, um, and, and loses to a team. They, they really have no business losing to. Um, so I'm going to put this thing probably in that, in that 50 to 60 range. It's almost a coin toss for me. Um, because you, you, you never know what you're going to get in the big 12, Matt. Uh, yeah, I'll put it at about 25% just because of the big 12, the, uh, the lack of defense played in that conference. I, I saw the over under on this one's only at like 55 or so. Oh, so wow, that's over, 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 over. So, I mean, anything's possible if there's a shootout, uh, we'll see, but I think I, I wouldn't say it's, a good chance Texas Tech upsets, but there's a chance. Sure, EJ. No, Jim was right, man. It's, it, 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 it smells. It smells really bad. Pretty, pretty. All right, uh, and then we go to again a game that I guess by by rule cannot be considered an upset. Number ten, Wake Forest at Clemson Saturday at noon. Clemson a four point home favorite against the number ten team in the country. Uh, it's a who gives a shit? It's the ACC. Like, does it even matter, really? If we're if we're counting, um, I'll I'll guess I'll put it somewhere in that fifty point fifty percent range because I have no faith in Wake Forest or Clemson at this point. EJ, ninety percent. And in fact, I'll go as far as say right now. I think Clemson will win that game. All right, I I would it would not surprise me in the, in the least if it happened, Matt. Wouldn't surprise me, but I think that what we would need to see is Clemson winning a shootout. I don't know that they necessarily have them that in them this year. Years past for sure, but if if they're relying on their offense to just kind of match what Wake Forest is putting on the scoreboard, I, I don't think they can do that. So I would, I'll I'll say twenty percent chance. All right, let's uh, let's move now to the NFL uh, again. Two weeks, uh, we will not be on the air next week. Um, so it's things, things are going to change by the time we come back and talk about college football two weeks from now, the entire landscape is going to be different. Cause not only are you going to have, um, Oregon and Utah this weekend, Ohio state, Michigan state this weekend, you're going to have Ohio state and Michigan next weekend among some other ones. So, uh, we'll certainly look a whole lot different going into college conference championship weekend, two weeks from now, um, when we are back, but, um, you know, we're sitting here through week 10 of the NFL and, um, I know EJ, you, you, me and Kyle in our, in our text group, are talking about this, um, in, in terms of who is like a favorite in the NFL right now, it, you're, you're looking at this league and I think there's a couple, maybe a small grouping of, of kind of premier teams performing like premier teams. Um, there's a lot of bad teams, or there's a few really bad teams, and then there's this huge group, <laughs> you know, in 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 that middle. What uh, pile of shit? Whether whether or not it's teams that we thought were bad that look better than they are, or teams that we assume were great or good 
that are not performing to the level that they are, but it's 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 muddled that middle ground oh, yeah. um, big time, big time in the NFL right now. So let's start in the AFC. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you on this one. Sitting here through week 10, who's your currently, who's your number one team? Who's your best team um, playing the best football in the, in the AFC? Um, this is just so weird this year because, I mean, you want to say the Titans because they've overcome the loss of Henry and, and they're still looking good. And I think every other team has a loss that's bad enough that it would preclude me from saying it's it's someone besides Tennessee. So I will just go with them by default at this point just because I don't think anyone else – has looked as good as they have. Now, I don't think they will eventually win the AFC, but at this point in time, I'll give it to the Titans. How about you, EJ? This is hard. Um, <laughs> I can't go Tennessee because eventually, I don't know if this is sustain itself. They literally are two missed PATs from probably losing to the Saints this past weekend. So, I mean, the only team I can say I, I somewhat have faith in right now to, to turn things around before the year is over is the Buffalo Bills. Because... You know, yeah, they they don't have any signature wins necessarily. I mean, outside the Chiefs win, but they've also beaten the bad teams where you're supposed to. They they probably should have beaten Tennessee in, in you know in that Monday game a month ago, um, on that fourth down. So I would say Buffalo is probably the team by default that I feel most confident in right now, based on where we are right now, week eleven. But as you said, we're going to take a week off on the show. And this whole thing can change again yeah. in two weeks because, I mean, and we got some, like, for example, we have teams now, as you would say, uh, Jim, well, entering the chat. You know, the Patriots all of a sudden entering the chat. The Chiefs might be back. We'll see this Sunday. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things going on in the AFC that's kind of weird right now. And, you know, like I said, Tennessee's 8-2 and two by default, but I just don't know if they, if they can sustain this without Derrick Henry moving forward. Yeah, I mean, if I'm looking at it, I'm looking at what's been presented to me so far. Um, and as much as I hate to, to put him there, I think I think the answer is right now the Tennessee Titans. But when you're talking about those teams that are that are entering the chat that are uh, making some noise, um, you know, I, I think the team that's probably playing the second best in the AFC right now probably is the New England Patriots. Um, you know, Buffalo has looked a little bit shaky. The the Ravens coming off, um, a, you know, a bad loss to Miami. You know, they 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 recently got throttled by by a Cincinnati team that, that, you know, doesn't, doesn't look like it's um, holding up to, to where they were a couple weeks ago. And, and that AFC West picture is just, um, j- just kind of a, a huge big question mark right now. Cause the Raiders uh, have kind of shown us that they're not ready for prime time. Uh, the chargers, you know, look, look good early on now, kind of middling the chiefs uh, were rough and, 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 and them, um, and, and Steve here says the Chiefs are back. Them and the Bills are the top of the conference. What's up, Steve? Like I'm not, I'm not ready to put the Chiefs back yet. Like, yes, the, what we saw this past weekend was what <laughs> we have come accustomed to. You're picking on me now. I know. With the uh, with the with the Kansas City Chiefs, but but it's it's one showing. Is this was it this as much about the Raiders and where they are, or is this the, the, the Chiefs finally putting the pieces back together? Um, we'll find out a little bit more about the Chiefs this I weekend. Have agree, well, I have agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to put the Chiefs as a Super Bowl contender yet. I got to see another game like this or two move forward. But this, this is what I will say: 
they won the AFC West. It, it, wrap it up. AFC West is over. They won the division. You know, I, I, I won't. Chargers, Chargers uh, Broncos, Raiders had a chance to to take care of business three weeks ago. No, they they couldn't take care of business. So nice try. Thanks for playing the game. Chiefs win the division. Oh, the Denver Broncos. Like I'm not. I'm not even necessarily. I'm not necessarily willing to call it again immediately right now because I I don't know. I don't know if this if if them performing like this was the anomaly because they've given us a larger sample size of playing mediocre football this year. So I I want to see more. Like, are they probably the best team in their in their division right now? Sure. But, but as we've seen, that can change on a dime. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy how – and I know we talked about it the, the, last week um, – how quickly this AFC went from, like, you know, kind of the elites of the, uh, of the league to just kind of this big, big muddled mess. Um, but let's go to the N- NFC. Uh, EJ, who's your number one team in the <sighs> NFC right now? Well, we saw rankings this week. You'll you'll know that I'm I'm feeling about the Packers right now. Um, and it's not because Aaron Rodgers. It's that defense. All of a sudden, all of a sudden he has help. All of a sudden he has, you know, a running game. All of a sudden he has just all the tools now to where I. And it's funny because I was for weeks saying, "Oh, Packers are decent," but you know I don't think they're they're a soup. They're quite there yet. There's something holding me back. Last couple of weeks, I, I think that loss to Kansas City, and I know KC is, is kind of the anomaly here, of course. You know, they lost KC, you know, with Jordan Love's quarterback, and yet they could actually won that game. Show me a lot. Um, So I, I think right now, I mean, it's a lot tighter in the NFC because, you know, you got your Cowboys, you have obviously Arizona's, and the, you know, the, the Bucks are still hanging around, all that. But I think Green Bay right now has the complete package. At least right now, like I said, like I said, Twitch now this can change. Sure. Um, but uh, right now, Green Bay has the complete package around the most talented quarterback in the history of football, in my opinion. Matt, um, I don't necessarily disagree with with that Green Bay pick, um, but I, I think what we've seen out of Arizona, even without having their starting quarterback, um, I think that the Cardinals would still be my pick in terms of the top because they're getting Kyler back. And I think that that just kind of takes that team to a whole new level. Yeah. Steve, here's his Packers and God help us. The Cowboys. God help us. Believe me. Um, You know, even as a Cowboys fan, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not definitely not putting them at the top of the NFC, you know, that they're in the conversation. I think it's still the Packers right now. Um, Yeah. I mean, their defenses look great. I mean, you, you have the, the, the competition hasn't been the best. I mean, Seattle, Russell Wilson coming back, but but there's not there's not a ton going on with that offense. Uh, the Chiefs, um, again, they they've played more mediocre football. Uh, the Cardinals are banged up. Washington is Washington. So, but I mean, their, their defense is is playing well. Um, you can only play the games as scheduled. Um, so, so Green Bay is definitely my my number one um, sitting here right now. And yeah, I mean, the Cardinals if they get healthier are a dangerous football team without question. Um, it's a matter of, of how healthy are they going to get. Um, you know, Kyler will be back. Um, DeAndre Hopkins has, has looked, um, you know, looked, you know, beaten up all year. Um, so if they can get back to full health, certainly dangerous. The defense has taken a couple of hits this year. So um, there, there's there's a there's a there's a window of, of teams directly behind the Packers. You know, Cowboys are in the conversation. Bucks, if they play to their level. 
Um, you know, Rams that they play to their level are, you know, those teams are all in the conversation. Um, and I think there's right now, if you, if you're looking at the two conferences, I think there's more better teams in the NFC than there are in the AFC. Oh, without question. A lot more surprising losses by the top teams in the AFC. I would certainly, say, certainly for sure. Um, all right, let's go to the not big that, that excuses Dallas losing to Denver. Jim. No, it certainly yeah, does not. No, it certainly but... does not. That that's that's a bad loss. Like I'm not going to pretend that that's a good loss in any way. Um, you know, hopefully, like you know, and and they they played the Falcons, and I'm not I'm not um no, you know no, I'm no. not I'm not overreacting to a win over a bad Falcons team. No, I think the loss was an anomaly. If Kyle was here, he would say it's the Falcons. And he has a point that I had on my podcast earlier today, which will be published tomorrow morning. Um, It's the Falcons, yes, but 43-3? And here's the thing. like, And and yes, it is the Falcons. And the Falcons aren't a good football team. But I have seen the Cowboys over the years, and I've seen many teams this year play bad teams and not beat them convincingly. The Cowboys kicked the Falcons' ass for four quarters, which is what I was hoping I would see coming off the the the, the game where they just didn't show up the week before, and and you know like that was my concern, and I I, I said it to you both on the show and off it last week is is I hope this loss to the to the Broncos is the exception and not the rule, like because it, it could be it could be one of those things where the thing is though every team has a bad loss on the resume, right sure now. every good team. Packers have one. Mm-hmm. Cardinals have, I think, two now, or whatever. Maybe uh, Rams have, a, a, you know, two now. You know, Bucks have a few. Titans lost to the Jets. Right. I mean, at the same it's, time, I mean, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Everybody has one anomaly. Sure. It's hot. I want to look at how you respond. Look at Tennessee. Those are the Jets. Okay. Win six in a row. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, the Cowboys. You get you get beaten up by the Broncos last week. What happens? All of a sudden, the Forty-five. I mean, come on. I mean, the Cowboys are you know they're for real. Um, Steve asked a question here before we get to the games. Are the Bucks done? Uh, no. Yeah, I don't think he can count out Tom. Well, not as Tom. I this is the way I look at the Bucks right now is this: like even even where we're we're at right now in Week Eleven with you know Green Bay being number one and all that. If you ask me, all these teams are healthy by by January. Which team do you feel most comfortable with? Your comfort food, you want to call it? Tampa. They have the most filled out roster of the bunch. They got Tom. They got decent running game. They got receivers. You know all that. But will they be healthy? That's the question. If they're healthy by January, they're still one of the top. You know, two three absolutely, teams the absolutely. It doesn't matter where they play. And I mean, if, and, if and a loss to Washington. Run. I mean, how short term memory do we have? Washington was the only team that gave Tampa trouble in the playoffs last year. So, well, made some extent, but yeah, you know what I mean. So, so Washington, for whatever reason, <laughs> you know, seems to kind of have Tampa Bay's uh, Tampa Bay's numbers. So, well, Heineken, you know, it, it's you know, and that was even yeah. with with the the uh, with Chase Young going down. Which you, you know, you hate to see that a young guy going down uh, with the ACL injury. But um, no, I don't think the Bucks are done. If, I mean, if they can't, if they can't get healthy, maybe. But uh, I'm not. I'm not ready to. Uh, I'm not ready to wave yeah, the yeah. white flag on the Bucks right that now. Brady thing, yeah, we tried it years ago. It ain't happening. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to touch that one. No, absolutely <laughs> not. All right, we're looking at week 11 uh, in the NFL. 
Uh, Broncos and Rams are on a bye, and I believe this is the last bye weeks this week. Um, also, if you play fantasy football, you might want to check on your uh, trade deadlines. They're coming down, uh, I know, in the leagues I'm in, it's uh, Saturday. So um, uh, keep an eye on that if you're looking to get some last-minute deals done. But I'm going to start. Um, just It's not the greatest slate in the entire world. Um, so I'm starting here a team that uh, in the NFC South and in the wild card race um, could certainly look a little bit more alive. They came up off the mat against a uh, Cardinals team uh, this past Sunday. It's the three and six football team at the five and five Panthers, possibly with Cam Newton as your starting quarterback. They're a five, uh, three point home favorite. Uh, Forty three is your over under Sunday one o'clock uh, on Fox. Um, I'm going to go, especially with the with the uh, losing Chase Young. Uh, I'm going to go Carolina plus here. Um, you know. I thought the Cam Newton signing was brilliant from a from a uh, from a franchise standpoint. You want to invigorate a fan base like that fan base loves Cam Newton. I think Cam Cam Newton loves that city and loves that fan base. And um, you know he, despite you know not being the starting quarterback, um, really kind of had the attention of that team uh, on Sunday in Arizona. So you know I'm going to go with momentum here. I'll go. I'm going to go over just because I think the Panthers can score points um, and uh, and and they can get that done over the 43. Matt? Um, yeah, I'll take the Panthers. I think playing at home is, is going to be great for that team. Um, you know, Washington's defense is not looking as good as it did last season. Uh, and, you know, the, the loss of Chase is only going to hurt that more. Um, so I'll take Washington. Carolina minus three and a half. Um, and I will go with the under just because neither offense really impresses me. All right, EJ. Yeah, Carolina definitely covers this game. There's no having no chase down, of course. And I like the over in this game as well, as well with you, Jim. I think the over is actually the play here. All right. Uh, then we go to the five and four Bengals. They're a one point road favorite at five and four. Las Vegas, uh, 49 is your over-under Sunday uh, at 4.05 Eastern time on CBS. Um, man, you know, this is kind of the tale of two teams that, that have to figure out which direction uh, their seasons are going. Uh, they're currently sitting at 8-9 and nine in the uh, in the wildcard race in their conference. Um, you know, so if, if whoever loses this game, I think, is in danger of – uh, kind of putting themselves out of a playoff spot. I mean, the things can change, but um, two teams that need to right their ship. I'm actually going to go with the Bengals, um, you know, to cover that one point, pick up the win on the road. Um, I'm going to go under. I just, you know, the, the Raiders certainly did not impress me against Kansas City. And, um, you know, I think the Bengals coming off the bye are uh, are going to be alive. EJ. Yeah, this has a, kind of have a lose least town kind of feel to it, sort of. You know, they, it's wide open in the playoffs in, in the uh, AFC playoff picture. Um, I'm definitely going to go over in this one. Um, Bengals off a bye. That's the, I, I, I mean, have, will they turn things around off the bye? That, that's the, that's the million dollar question here. Whew, this is tough. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll go Cincy here. I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll take, a, take, take a stab at the, at the road team here. All right, Matt. 
Yeah, I think I, I like the over on this, uh, and, and we've seen that since he has the ability to score some points. I, I don't know that the Raiders can keep up in a shootout, so I'll, I'll take Cincinnati to win with or no minus one. Yeah, yeah. I'll still take them. Some some places I pick them actually. So. Yeah, very much. Yeah, I mean it's, that's basically where you're at uh, on this one. Um, then we go to Sunday, four twenty-five on Fox is the game that that you know. I think is going to have the attention of a lot of people. Uh, the seven and two Cowboys at the six and four Kansas City Chiefs. They're a two point home favorite. Fifty five and a half is your uh, is your over under uh, on this one. Um, you know, I, I think we're going to learn a lot about the Chiefs. I think we're going to learn um, a good bit about the Cowboys again too. You know, the, the the competition hasn't always been the toughest for the Cowboys this year with the schedule. Um, you know, so that this is one of your bigger tests, especially in a, in a, uh, what is going to be a loud road environment. Uh, I'm going to go with my Cowboys to cover and win, obviously. Um, but I'm, I'm definitely going to go over as well. I think, um, you know, you, you can get into a shootout here. And I think, um, us as football fans are the winners if these two teams are going to, uh, start flexing their offensive muscle, Matt. Yeah, I definitely like the over on this one. Um, well, I mean, if everyone's saying the Chiefs are back, now's their time to actually prove it. Um, yep. And I think they can uh, in terms of a shootout. I know Dallas's defense has been playing a lot better than they have in years past. But, um, you know, if, if Mahomes is regaining that moxie, I, I, I like Kansas City at home minus two and a half. But the over either way. Certainly. EJ. The over is the play here. Over is the play. If you're going to gamble, this is the play for this game. Um, yeah, I, I'll go KC as well. Um, if they're back, show me. This is it. This, this is where this is the game where, where I say, okay, next week or the week after, Chiefs are back in the Super Bowl contention. That's fair. I think, yeah, it, it, I mean, if they win next week, I think that that kind of puts the, the bow on that division, too. But yeah, and, and this also will be four, in a, four wins in a row for the Chiefs as well, too. Now, granted, not all of it been impressive, but wins a win. Wins sure. Win, yeah. I mean, that, that, that's, that's how they're counted in the National Football League. <laughs> Um, and, and then finally, uh, you know, we go to another team in that division that, that, you know, certainly needs to right their ship and, and a team in another division that really needs to right the ship after tying the lions, uh, th- this past weekend, the five, three and one Pittsburgh Steelers travel to Los Angeles to take on the five and four Los Angeles chargers who are four and a half point home favorite. This one, uh, 47 is your over under eight twenty. Uh, on NBC now by all accounts Ben Roethlisberger should um, be able to rejoin the team this week uh, out with the COVID absence uh, this past weekend but as a vaccinated quarterback in the National Football League he is eligible to return uh, if he clears protocol so um, look for him to possibly return Um, Chase Claypool I think expected to be back so uh, a lot of the weapons missing uh, for the Steelers, not that it justifies tying the tying the Lions, but my God, if you're a Steelers fan watching Mason Rudolph um, lead, lead your <laughs> offense this past week, you better hope that your team figures out a better option at quarterback for for the end of the Roethlisberger era. But, um, man, so it's like, do you, do you take the Steelers in the bounce back spot or the the Chargers to see if they can finally right their ship? Um, as I'm, I'm going to go Steelers at least to cover. Four and a half. I think this thing's going to come down to the possibly the last missed field goal. Um, and I'm going to go, 
It feels weird saying it because you have two offenses that can score, but I, I just I don't have confidence in either one of these teams, so I'm actually going to take the under the 47. EJ. This is probably after KC and uh, Dallas, the game of the week. Right mm-hmm. now, both these teams are the 5 and the 17 currently in the AFC picture right now. So this, this is a huge game for both teams. Um, the under, obviously, is the player for this game. Um, I, I I can't trust the Chargers. I just don't trust them anymore. I just don't. Mm-hmm. You know, and to me, they may win this game, but I'm going to take the Steelers on the points here. I trust Mike Tomlin. I trust that defense. I trust that culture. I trust that Big Ben, if he's playing, can at least do enough to put him in a position to win the game. So I'm going to take this, uh, you know, the Steelers on the points and the under in this game. Matt. Um, yeah, especially if the Chargers are going to be without Bosa and Tillery. Um, I think that that Ooh, is a, a huge point. impact as well. I mean, we'll see what, what COVID ends up doing to all of these players. But, um, man, I would take the over, but if Ben's not playing, then the under is the, the <laughs> bet because, God, I mean – Rudolph can't throw oh, a terrible. dart to save his life. I was my wife's the Steelers fan, so we were watching the game, and every single throw of his was like a lob, even if it was just like <laughs> a screen pass. It's like he was trying to have everything get picked off. So I'll take the over just because I'm gonna assume that Ben's gonna play, and I would take the Steelers with the points. All right. Yeah, it's you know, this game like if you, if you look at like the Sunday night schedule when the when the season came out, like if you would have told me week 11 Steelers Chargers, like man, like that that sounded like a great like a great matchup and now all of a sudden it's man, shouldn't this get like I feel like shouldn't this game be on Thursday? Like it just it just flex it. It feels yeah. it feels more like a Thursday night game than a <laughs> Sunday yeah. night game. It's it's insane. Um yeah. But uh, before before we get out of here, you know, this is a, I was getting a little worried, EJ, that you weren't actually gonna gonna produce your uh, your your. No, I, I had it done. I I, I had I had a day, you know, your power you rankings. Know, you know, I had a day. The kids, you know, dinner late and errands to run. Had to make a run to Target to get get an order and all this. And by the time I got home, I you know, made the boys and put them in bed and all that. So. But I did bend the post at eight o'clock before I came over um, here. Yeah, so do you you, you want to read them? Do you have them in front of you? Do you have? I don't have it right here. Do you have? Can you put it on the screen? Oh no, is that? I, I I didn't get them on the screen. I, I was and running next, around. You know what? Morning. Next time when we do this, I'll, I'll send it to you so you can make it happen. Perfect. Okay, so um, real quick, um, we go one through ten. Yeah. So wait, before you do, okay. Jim. Do you and I want to hold up like a yes? That's a good spot, or no? That's way too high. Yeah, yeah. We'll go. We'll go thumbs up or thumbs down. And if you know like what, let's go ten to let's go ten to one then. All Let's right. Okay. Hold on. Someone just someone just my phone. I apologize. Uh, all right. Give me one quick second. All right. So ten to one. Number ten, the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> number nine, the New England Patriots. Really? Really, Jim? I think number eight, be higher. The Kansas City Chiefs. Come on. <laughs> number I'm seven. Like so far. Yeah, number seven, the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. Number six, the Buffalo Bills. Number five, the Los Angeles Rams. Number four, the Arizona Cardinals. Number three, the Tennessee Titans. Number two, the Dallas Cowboys. Double down there. <laughs> and number one, the Green Bay Packers. Okay. Let's discuss it. 
Yeah, I think I think the Packers at one um, is, is probably the easiest play. Um, you know, and and me again, I think it's uh, when I've I've talked about the Cowboys all year. I think it's like I said, years of. Uh, the fan, the fan, the fan disappointment and heartbreak over that it, I'm not ready to put them uh, way way at the top yet. Um, yeah, you know I think they should be low. I think it should be the top five, maybe top four, but, but I don't think number two. Matt, where do you want to go with the with the top couple there? Yeah, I'm probably, and I get why you don't, but I I would probably move the Titans up a little bit. Um, I think I probably would. You know, Dallas, for all the, the shit I'll give them, sure, top four, top five, I think that's fair. But top two, I think at this point, is is too high. So there's just some reshuffling I would do. It, in terms of who you have in your top ten, I wouldn't necessarily disagree. I might just shuffle it around. Yeah. A bit. But I, I, I'm I, with you on the on the Patriots, EJ. I think, I think that they're – My I'm, Patriots – your Patriots, I think they're a nine or ten, uh, especially after you know showing off the offense a little bit last week. I think that's what really everyone was waiting on. And we saw them do a little bit of a shootout with Dallas before, but to really kind of make that statement last weekend, I think um, you know. And, and granted, the the Browns are banged up, but a lot of people had the Browns as contenders. So if you're beating a contender that handily, even you know whoever's on the field, that gives you some credibility. Forty-five-seven. I mean, like I said, it, it's not just the fact they won; it's the way they won. Yeah, like yeah. To, to me, I'd, I'd have the Patriots a little bit higher, you know, and because I, I when I, the, I'll go back to the same reasons why, uh, you know, a few weeks back, like, um, why, why I had I had taken the Chiefs out of if I would make them out of my top ten before EJ did because like I'm going off off what you've presented me and, and especially, um, you know, if you look at the last two or three weeks as like a trending point, um. You know the, the 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 Patriots are on on a big uptrend, and you know a team like the Buccaneers they're kind of on a downtrend. Ravens on kind of a downtrend. Um, so so yeah, I I, I think the you know for me the Patriots are a little bit higher. I, I'm not even a hundred percent sold that they're not the best team in their division right now. Um, now they're gonna they're gonna have to prove it down the stretch, absolutely. And and and, and that gonna, part of that they played Buffalo twice. Yeah. So I mean, they're that you know those facts are gonna separate or are gonna make or break themselves. Um, you know, over, over the closing weeks, but like, um, you know, I, I I think your Chiefs are probably a little high at eight. Like I I, I would probably have, you know and and like I was looking at it, I was looking at it, and like without like really digging into records and trends and all of that, like. Man, like I wanted, like I wanted to not have them in, in like in the top ten, but you know they have won a few in a row, and and they they did look dominant this week. So I would probably get them back into the top ten as much as yeah, I didn't and, want to. And only that, who you put it in there? Yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, it's, it, that's that's the unfortunate thing is like there's nobody, there's nobody that uh, that you can really <laughs> replace the Chiefs with in, in the top ten. So I think. You know, like if I like, I think you have the the ten teams right. You know, it's yeah. it's not it's not as bad as some of them you've put in front oh, of. Oh Jesus, there we go. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely not that agree. Steve says I'm enjoying watching the Browns crumble and fold like a cheap suit. Yeah, um, over the course, man. <laughs> man, it's it's. Although I also did enjoy the fact that like Beckham signs with the Rams and like that that offense just looked lost. And that was my like that was another interesting thing is like you know they they make the deal for Von Miller, they sign Odell Beckham, and everybody's just like Super Bowl done, lock it up. And I'm like, look on paper 
Like that roster stacked both sides of the ball. Like without question to me, yeah. that that's your best, probably your best roster in football. But how many times do midseason NFL trades or, or, or like in effect, Odell Beckham was a trade. Like I get, they signed right. him as a free agent, but like how many times is a midseason trade for a wide receiver really, really change the game? It doesn't. It doesn't. It's it's hard. You don't have the opportunity to go through camp and build that relationship and really learn the offense. So um, didn't the Cowboys get Roy Williams one time? And they, they did at the deadline. I mean, he he made a couple of plays, but he was never. You know, first off, he never lived up to to what he was supposed to be, but he certainly didn't that year. Um, you know, so it's it's the nature of the game. It's it's not like it's not like hockey or baseball or even basketball where you can you can come in and just get get a a feel for the the nfl it's 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 a whole different monster like it really is so um you, you know it, it's you don't you don't you don't win super bowls on paper my god it, the, the cowboys had so many rosters that probably could have won a super bowl on paper and that's yeah. why it's why you play the game man it really is but uh hey guys any other thoughts uh on the things we talked about this week before we close this thing up no, that's it, man. This uh, the next two weeks are going to be very in- interesting in both college and NFL. And uh, I think when we all come back here in two weeks, we're going to have another landmark episode of this show, and we're going to have a lot to talk about, man. Because yeah. this season yeah. um, and both both uh, college and NFL has been fantastic, and we got more to come. Yeah, like I said, uh, no show next week. Enjoy your Thanksgiving. Um, you know, if you're traveling, whatever. Uh, we will be back here in two weeks. Uh, we'll, we'll hopefully have the student of the game, Kyle Nash, back with us uh, in yeah, two I'll weeks. Uh, in two weeks as well. But uh, Matt, uh, give give the plugs. Let people know where they can follow you and all that. Yep, you can follow me on Twitter. It's at three CT. The letter A Philly is in Philadelphia, the number eight. So three CT affiliate. You can hear me on Thursdays with Big Jim, sometimes with EJ, uh, talking wrestling. Uh, AEW sometimes too now we're getting there it's, folks we it's, are it's getting happening. there um, that's three count Thursday you can follow that show on Twitter at three count Thursday uh, exciting times as the MLS playoffs start this weekend go union um, if you are looking to get into soccer at all or football watch the Premier League but if you want to follow MLS check it out this weekend because the playoffs you get to see ele- elevated competition oh you're a soccer guy that's awesome I Love should it. I should probably try to get into that a little bit more. Especially, no, get basketball first. Get basketball first. You promise you'll actually get basketball. Well, that's true. I, I will I will work on that. EJ, give the plugs, my friend. First week of podcast. Uh, if you want to hear Kyle, you miss Kyle. We had, we had him on my show earlier today. Uh, Swimming game report. Um, that was that was fun today. They'll be on the football's awesome episode that's going to launch uh, jump uh, drop rather uh, tomorrow. Um, what else? Take the wrestling podcast. Wrestling podcast as well too. Um, I'm on Twitter at Ethan Seven. Check my YouTube page, of course, Ernest EJ Christian, um, and that's about it, really. Other than that, all right. You can uh, thank you guys for uh, joining us again uh, this week. Again, we'll be back in two weeks uh, as we uh, work on getting towards the end of the football season. But you can follow me at Big Jim Sports. You can, of course, follow the show at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook and Twitter at Huddle Up Pod on Instagram. Uh, go to our home network, NGSC Sports at NGSCSports.com. Our secondary home is the Leap Sports and Music Network, L-E-E-I-B Sports.com. You can get the merchandise over at whatamaneuver.net. Subscribe on YouTube and all podcast platforms. 
Until next time, two weeks from now, stay safe, stay smart, enjoy the turkey, and go for the win.